Sometime, I guess in the fall of 2015, the elders and preachers began talking about how to make the Sunday where our elders share with the congregation the budget more than just handing out a sheet of paper and showing us a couple of things. Because in many ways, the budget is simply a signpost of where we are and what we hope to do. And with that in mind, it was decided upon sometime last year, and we developed it over the next several months, the idea of having a state of the congregation address. And that's where we find ourselves this morning. And I thought I told Leah before I left the house, I thought about wearing a tie that was half blue and half red just to make sure nobody had any problems with, since we're calling it a state of something address. But I believe that what we're doing this morning for the next several minutes is very biblical for a lot of reasons. But as I just open things for the next couple of minutes, let me share with you two reasons why we're doing this. First, it's simply practical in nature. God set up His church to be where each congregation is autonomous. We don't have a, a regional governing board. We don't, we don't send representatives to some convention in order to decide what we're going to preach and teach here at Ninth Avenue. But knowing that, communication is extremely important within each individual congregation. And this Sunday is a way to simply help us with that communication. For us to see as a congregation, as a family of God's people that meets here together, to see what page we're on, to see where we're at, and so to see that we are united in vision for the future. But also, it's very biblical. When you read through the book of Acts, we're struck with a lot of things. But one thing I'm struck with when I read through that book is how often you see people like Paul, Peter, and others reporting on how things had gone in their work. Just by way of one example. In Acts chapter 14 and verse 27, we're told, And when they arrived and gathered the church together, they declared all that God had done with them, and how He had opened a door of faith to the Gentiles. And you know as well as I do, that's one among several times where we see very similar sentences or descriptions used of what was going on. And we often use examples like that to be reminded of the importance of hearing from missionaries when they come into the states. And certainly that is a key takeaway and a good principle. We need to know what's happening in Peru and Russia and areas where World Bible School is reaching and so forth, works that we support from this place. And so from time to time, missionaries will come here to share with us what is happening in their work, what God is doing in the places in which they find themselves. But I think it also stands to reason that this needs to be done locally at times. Yes, we see each other each week, but it's a good idea to step back and to take a Sunday and to talk about what God is doing right here, what God is doing at Ninth Avenue, in Haleyville, in our community, and around the world that emanates from this place. And that's what we want to see this morning. The church is a family. It is the family of God. And for a family to be functioning as they should, there needs to be time spent communicating, but also dreaming. And that's what this morning is all about. I would suggest to you that the state of the congregation here at Ninth Avenue is good. In just a few moments, Brother Ricky McCrewis, one of our elders, is going to share with us the 2016 budget and show us the current state of that part of our work. Following him, Brother Tower Holman, our youth minister, is going to share with us the state of our young people, the, the dreams he has about that part work. And following that, I'm going to come back up and share with you just some general information as well as hopefully some encouragements for the coming year to help us all be excited about what is happening and what will be happening in the coming months. Always, Scripture is our standard. 
And always God, being more God-like, excuse me, is our goal. I want us to see this morning as something special. A signpost. Seeing where we are together. Being united in a vision. And being excited about what God holds for the future. And so before Brother McCree was comes and begins that rotation, would you take a moment with me and spend time with God in prayer? And then Brother McCree will come and speak. Let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for this congregation. We thank you for the church that you established through your son Jesus and his sacrifice on the cross. And we're thankful to be a part of that church. We're thankful for Ninth Avenue. We're thankful for her leadership. We're thankful for every member who calls this place home. And Father, we ask you this morning to bless what we are doing here as we seek to see where we are and as we also seek to dream about the coming year and things that we hope to accomplish and all of it to your glory. Bless us with a good vision for the future and help us to steward the resources you give to us of time, of money, of talents so that your your church can grow numerically as well as in unity and in spirituality. Help us this morning to listen well, to be excited and motivated by what we see, and help us to always seek to glorify you and stay true to your word in all that we do. It's through Jesus we pray. Amen. Dealing or pertaining to the youth, um, 2015 was a wonderful year. Uh, We had several baptisms in 2015 of our young people. Um, I know at the beginning of the year in the bulletin, those names were listed. And so I will not, just for the sake of time, I will not rename every person. Uh, but we know who they were. Uh, and, and we had a lot of growth in 2015. Um, I have learned a lot in 2015. I've made a lot of mistakes. Uh, hopefully learned from those. And uh, as we move forward, just some things uh, to share. Um, Youth ministry is a very fluid organization. Um, there's a lot of change. I'm told quite often that I'm a little weird and that I like change. And so I may make things a little more fluid than even they need to be at times. And um, uh, hopefully you can help rein me in on that. But I do like change. I like growth and, and progress. And I think sometimes change is needed to make that happen. Two big, or not big changes, but two changes or redirections as we move forward that I do want to share with you. As Brother Ricky mentioned just a moment ago, under the youth part of the budget, a large portion of our budget is spent on Lads to Leaders. And so as we move forward into 2016 to hopefully make Lads to Leaders more than just an event to make it a training tool, uh, there will be a new design going forward. Our young people will, starting in May, uh, will take responsibility of the first Sunday night services of the month. Um, they will be assigned a month. They will plan the entire worship service from selecting a theme through selecting songs to selecting a topic. Uh, at times you will hear our young people do the devos on the first Sunday night, the short lessons that we have. At other times they may uh, choose to assign that to someone by giving that person a topic and uh, the information that they want shared with the group. So uh, this is a plan that uh, we discussed with the elders this morning, uh, that going forward that maybe Lads to Leaders can become more than just an event for us and actually a uh, more so of a training tool that our young people can uh, begin to see what all 
uh, is behind developing a worship service. And I know we've got great young people uh, who will do a great job with that. I ask that you will continue to encourage them. Uh, that you will support them as the first couple of months. There may be some things that, uh, some hiccups. Um, uh, we have those even with a, with anything that, that's established. But uh, encourage them and support them because I know they'll do a wonderful job. I'm excited to see uh, how good they're going to do with this, how, how uh, much they're going to make this their own. The second thing is, uh, and I've not put up a sign-up sheet for this reason because I wanted to kind of let you know about this before I put up a sign-up sheet. The starting in February, uh, the fourth Sunday night of the month, unless something is going on, uh, is the night we have a, a shorter service. We have our care groups. And so what we will also add to that night to kind of combine some things and hopefully uh, allow parents to spend more time focused on care groups and, and being involved in their meetings, we will combine the K through 6 devotional with that fourth Sunday night service. And so what will happen is as parents dismiss and go to their care group meetings, I and somebody else or one or two people will take the K through 6 uh, kids and we will begin the devotional here. Uh, we will go to a separate place while you are in care groups and we will have the devotional part. We'll do a little activity that goes along with the devotional part. Now the sign up sheet that I will put up will be for those that still would like to host these K6 devotionals and after care groups are dismissed we will go as a group or you can ride you know, with your parents but we will all go then either back to the fellowship hall if you want to host it here or if somebody is generous to open up their houses as so many people often are we will then travel to the house for the meal portion of the devo and uh, games activities whatever you choose to have at your house but uh, hopefully this will allow parents to spend more time in care groups to focus on care groups uh, we will take your children and, and entertain them but also teach them during that time of care groups and so hopefully this will allow you to to not have to uh, focus as much on that during care groups. You can spend time getting involved in your care group, and uh, we will do the Devo part uh, with your children, and so they will not just be running around crazy. They will be supervised, but they will also be learning, uh, understanding the portion of a, of a devotional. So that sign-up sheet will go up this afternoon, so if you're willing to host one of those, uh, even in February. Um, we have plans. If, if nobody wants to take on February, it's close. I understand that. If you don't want to do that, that's fine. We have plans in place. Uh, but if you do want February, that will be available. Uh, the sign-up sheet will be available by tonight. But I, I didn't want to put one up until I explained that just a little bit. That's not a change. That's not anything new. Uh, it, it's a new way of doing things. But it's just revamping our uh, K-6 through devotionals. Uh, in 2016, I... I know that we're going to have many more wonderful trips, uh, wonderful events. Our youth uh, are always willing and, and encouraged to, to go to these events. Uh, one thing that I do want to make known, um, and I've, I've told our young people this from time to time, but uh, as Brother Ricky mentioned a few minutes ago, sometimes the economy controls what we do. Uh, one thing that I do want to make known is if that's your situation at home, we have several members who are very, very generous and constantly approach me and say, if we have a young people that, that can't afford a trip, an event, please let me know and I will pay for their trip. 
so one thing that I plead with you today uh, is don't let money keep you from being active in the youth group. I know that some of our trips are more expensive. Uh, some are, are fairly expensive. Uh, we've chosen the events for a reason. They're, they're wonderful events. But please don't let money be what keeps you from being active. Don't let that be an excuse. Uh, I know that's a discussion you'd probably want to have in private. Uh, you don't have to let me know. You can let an elder know. You can let Adam know. Anybody. Uh, and those needs will be addressed. Uh, and I promise you will be taken care of and nobody will ever know. Um, it will be kept confidential. But I do uh, ask that, that you remember that, that, that parents, I know uh, sometimes money is uh, tight. Money is always tight. Uh, but, but please don't let money be an excuse for your child not being active. We do have uh, generous individuals in this congregation that are willing to uh, support financially uh, when times are tough. And, and we know that one day... Um, Things will get better, and you can pay it forward to somebody else. Uh, but I, we do appreciate that. Uh, to end on the youth, uh, I, I want to share a thought with you from the youth and then uh, end with a prayer. But uh, an idea that our youth constantly reminds me of. I've, I say this to them quite often, and I truly mean it. Um, I would put our youth group up against any youth group anywhere. Uh, we've got amazing young people. We have young people that want to work. We have young people that want to do. Uh, we have very encouraging young people. Uh, I'm blessed each and every day. Uh, my job would not be possible without their willingness. We have wonderful parents who are willing, and I'm very appreciative of that. One thing that our young people really, really understand, I think sometimes better than us adults, our young people are able to look past appearance and scars and what i mean by that is our young people each and every day spend time and reach out to people who may not look just like they look may not act just like they act may have scars from things that they've done in the past and our young people do an amazing job of looking past that and seeing the soul of an individual and to me that's what christianity is all about and so as i share the good news from our youth group i ask that you will look to them and see how well they do at that. And take as an example, because we all have scars, we all have baggage, we all come to God with things that, uh, if we allow them, will hold us down. But our young people are able to look past that. And I pray that we all can do that. We all can look to their example and not see the outward signs sometimes of people. But we can truly start to see the heart and the soul of individuals and our young people remind me of that each and every day that if we're going to be christians and we're going to open up our arms whoever runs into our arms let's be willing and ready to accept them even if they have scars even if they look a little bit different and that's something that i'm so encouraged by our young people each and every day they remind me of that and what a blessing it is to see a group of young people that can see past what sometimes we as adults stop at and so Take that away from our youth. Take away that we can look past the baggage, the scars, and we can truly see the soul of individuals. And I think this world would be a better place if we would all look to that example that they give us each and every day. Let's go to God in prayer for our youth. Dear Lord, we're so thankful for everything that you give us. We're so thankful for our young people here at Ninth Avenue. 
We pray that you will be with them, that you will provide them courage, that you will provide them wisdom, that you will allow them to understand their role, that you will allow them to understand how much of an example they are to us each and every day. We pray that you will go with them as they go throughout each and every day of their life, as they enter the schools, as they enter different peer events. We pray that you will give them the strength and the courage to always stand up for what's right. We pray that you will allow them to be examples to others each and every day, dear Lord. We know that their heart is focused on you. We know that their minds are directed towards you. And we pray that they can be an example to someone who watches them each and every day. We know that we are all your workers. We know that we are your hands in the world. And we pray that everything that we do will be done to reach souls, to expand the borders of your kingdom. But most importantly, dear Lord, we pray that each and everything that we do will glorify your name and bring honor to your name. We're honored that you allow us to wear the name of Christian. We're honored that you allow us to be your children. We pray that the things that we do will bring others to you, will glorify you, and will one day lead us to a home with you in heaven. We pray that you go with us. Forgive us of our sins. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. In Ephesians chapter 4, we read together a little while ago in our scripture reading, Paul said that the purpose of the church was to equip the saints for the work of ministry. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 12. And I won't launch into a long discussion of that. But if you read the following verses, it's interesting that Paul says that when that happens, when the saints, when individual members are equipped for the work of ministry, he says the church is built up, it is unified, it is maturing, and it is becoming more like the head who is Christ. That's what we want. We want every member of the Ninth Avenue congregation to realize his or her place in the kingdom and to work to build up the body even more. It is a blessing to hear the things we've heard this morning. Is everything perfect? No. On the divine side of things, of course, everything is always perfect. Christ is the perfect head of the church. But on the human side of things, we're going to make mistakes at times. There's always going to be areas in which we need to improve. But we are seeing good things here. You saw, as Tyler mentioned, at the beginning of this year, or at the end of last year, we listed in the bulletin some things that happened in 2015. We won't name all the names, but we had ten people who were baptized. We're thankful for every one of them. We always want more, but we're thankful for every one of them. In 2015, 41 individuals responded in some way asking for encouragement or forgiveness. Some, a handful, I believe, five or six at youth events, the other 30-some-odd right here in our worship services, seeking for us to pray with them. It was a joy, and it was a joy to see how many people stayed to encourage each one of those so often. In 2015, we began, we are the Sermon Day in August. Over a hundred members of this congregation, of this family, Spend an entire afternoon encouraging our community in acts of service. We plan on doing that again in August and hope for even greater participation. We've tried in several ways to emphasize different age groups and different, different demographics, if you please, working side by side. That's what the New Testament tells us to do. Titus chapter 2 tells us the older women to teach the younger women. The older men to teach the younger men. First Timothy chapter 4 encourages young people to be an example. That will not happen unless we give the opportunities for it to happen. And so in various ways we have seen older members and younger members, male and female, walking side by side, doing so many things together. And it's encouraging. 
In 2015, we saw two men resign from the eldership. Brother Buster Burleson and Brother Harold Cohen we're so thankful for their example. We're thankful that they're serving, that they are still encouraging our elders. We were saddened by their resignation. We understand that they did so for health reasons, and we're just thankful for them very much. But we were also thankful to see that two men agreed not to take their place, but to become a part of the eldership. Sean Townsend and Jonathan Winters are already helping in that office. We, we are feeling their leadership, and for that we're thankful and we're grateful for their willingness to step into that most important of all roles. Brother Townsend, of course, had been one of our deacons, and so he resigned as a deacon, but as was already mentioned by Brother Ricky, Bruce Hood stepped in to become a deacon, is helping with our widows in a fine way. And we've seen his work already produce fruit in so many ways. Numbers don't tell the whole story, but our numbers are growing even if ever so slightly. In 2014, if you remove some... Odd days, like we, we took out the morning of last two years because our attendance is always so down and a couple other days like that. We averaged 222.4 in Sunday morning worship. Last year, I'm thankful that the report, we had six-tenths more of a person here, 223. So thank you to Mr. Six-tenths of a person for being here. 176.1 were our Sunday morning Bible classes in 2014, and that was up to 178 in 2015. Those may be very slight increases, but I think all of us would say that that's good news. And for those of us who are longtime members, we know why, and we're thankful for it. And as one of our sweet sisters said to me even just last week, I won't mention who it was by name because she would be very embarrassed, but she called me over and just had me sit down by her, and she said, there is just a sense of unity here. I have heard that over and over and over in recent weeks. That obviously cannot be measured statistically, but it's also obviously what Christ desired for his church, that they may be one, he said in John chapter 17. And so we strive for that. And so I think the state of the congregation is good. Is it perfect? No, because we're going to make mistakes. We're going to have setbacks. We're going to have times where we struggle. But it's a joy to be here. And it's an honor to say this is my home congregation. But what could make it better? Let me share three things very quickly, and I promise I'll be brief. And then this morning's address will be yours. Number one, I think we need to strive for even greater unity. There are some people who still, for whatever reason, struggle to get along with our elders or get along with one another. Unity is growing here, and for that we're thankful. But we need to give all the glory and praise to God when that's growing. But we're not there yet. And I refuse to beat that drum every single week, but I also refuse to act as if it's not still an issue for some. Make this the time where you are those peacemakers we discussed a few weeks ago. But also we need more evangelism. Our numbers are up slightly. Folks, you know as well as I do, every single week, right here in our community, someone or some people die without, the, without Christ in their lives. You know someone right now who you need to talk to about his or her soul. It's not just about getting our numbers up. That's not what this is about. It's about a soul who is not prepared for eternity. At the end of 2015, we challenged every person to write down the names of three individuals or three families that they were going to strive to teach and talk to this year. Are you taking that seriously? It's just three. This is the sixth Sunday of this year already, if you can believe it. We're already six weeks into 2016. Are we trying to reach people who are lost without Christ? We need to make sure that we do more of that. And we also, number three, need more connection. Here's what I mean by that. 
We need more members who are willing to look for those who may be a bit, for lack of a better way of putting it, on the, fr- on the fringe, or maybe looking like they might be dropping off completely. I think our young people, Tyler didn't mention this as much. I wish he would have in some ways. But I think they're doing a tremendous job of that right now, and we can learn a great deal from them. We have a lot of members of our family who come sometimes or who might come to worship and could come to other things but, but don't. We need to build more connections and have every member of our church family realize that they are needed and they are wanted and they are vital. This is not a program. It's something we must individually make decisions that we are going to do. I need to see if someone is not attending like they should, someone is not involved like they should, that I make the step to reach out and to encourage and to tell them that they are vital, vital to this congregation. They are part of our family. All of us need to do that. I love this congregation. You're encouraging to me as a preacher, but far more than that, far more than that, you help me in my personal walk with Christ. All I strive to do is the same for you as I can. In 2016, we are strengthening our roots. We're trying to know God better through His Word. That's our theme. Now we have seen where we are, and we hope we are ready to go. We hope we're ready to strengthen even more. It's time for us to be willing to step up and see this as a season where we are used by the Lord in this community in every way we possibly can be to help this congregation grow and mature, to see more lost saved, and to see the saved even more greatly encouraged. The state of the congregation is good, but it can always be better. It can always be stronger. But it's an individual decision. It's me and each of you deciding, I'm going to do everything I can, not just to see a bigger number on the board, not just to see a bigger number in the bulletin, but to see a way where someone else turns his or her life to Christ and all the glory goes to God. You see, this is all about Him. It's all about giving Him glory. This morning may have seemed very internal. It may have seemed as, as if all we're thinking about is ourselves. And in some way, in some ways that's true, that we are thinking about ourselves and seeing where we are and setting that signpost and saying, here's where we want to go. But folks, we want to do this to the glory of God. We, we don't want to do this so Ninth Avenue is known far and wide. That, that's a wonderful byproduct. That's not what this is about. This is about this community being reached for Jesus Christ. It's about this congregation being the catalyst for that. But it's also about every person in this room saying, I want to be a part of that. This morning, are you a Christian? We have people who come every week, or nearly every week, who for some reason have never put Christ on in baptism. He has made it available to you through His sacrifice on the cross. If you're willing to turn from sin and repentance based on your belief in Him as the Son of God, if you are willing to confess Him as Lord and Savior, And if you are ready to be baptized, immersed in water for the forgiveness of your sins, He has promised to forgive you and to add you to His church. What keeps you from doing that? Maybe this morning you are a Christian, but we have somebody here who maybe are Christians who are saying, you know what, I haven't been everything that I need to be. This is the morning to start. This is the morning to restart. This is the morning to say, I'm ready to be a part of that reaching out and that, that, that catalyst that helps us reach others for Christ. And I want you to pray with me as a congregation. I want you to encourage me. Or maybe this morning it's you need forgiveness. Maybe you haven't been living as you should. And you need forgiveness as a Christian. We would be more than honored. We would be privileged to pray with you. To encourage you. 
And you would see an outpouring of love like you may not have seen in a long time. I'm going to say one thing, and I've never done this before, but I expect an amen after this sentence. You ready? This is a good congregation. That was pathetic. This is a good congregation. (laughs) That was better. But each one of us can make it better. Each one of us can say, I need to step up. And I need to do my part. And if you need to do that this morning, we invite you to come. We stand and sing to encourage you.